listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And hello, America. Welcome to another edition of Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on AmericasWebRadio.com. We're picking up. We, uh, we skipped a week for Election Day. We didn't get the day off here. We literally just played hooky and didn't come in because we were working on the most important election of your lifetime. That's what they say every election, it seems. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a couple minutes. We'll just do a recap analysis of it. Uh, this is not a safe space for the protesters that are running around. I was actually on the Georgia Wine Highway last night up to Dahlonega, and there were no protesters. I was expecting to see a lot of presidential protesters dotting the roads, but nope, nobody there on the Wine Highway. So we were safe. Uh, Today has turned from a Cheech and Chong type smoke to more of a dazed and confused. And uh, that's a nice segue to our guest who's joining us here today, Melissa Lee Ellen. Did I say that right, right? You did. I had been practicing that for a <laughs> while. And uh, Melissa's been a, uh, a, a friend on uh, in the social circle for a little bit of time. And I finally was able to find time when she was actually in town and able to come that's in. Right. And so I wanted to welcome you to uh, Greg's List. Welcome to, to Talk Radio, the world of podcasts. And thank you for co-hosting with me today. Yes, thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's exciting. Um, I'm glad to kind of change it up for you a little bit. Yes. It's like, you know, this is um, this definitely is talk radio. It's uh, more about politics. Um, and today we're going to change it up, talk a little bit about entertainment, um, some things that's locally here in Georgia, which is exciting for um, the acting scene, the entertainment scene, film scene. Um, so I'm excited to be here. Yep. And, uh, you know, I always like to make sure I, uh, I keep things in somewhat of a perspective because one of the, the genius qualities I see in the world of acting is it's relatively uh, unregulated. It's not regulated by the government. So it literally is you eat what you kill that's a euphemism i'm not threatening anybody that's listening in right now i promise guys don't report me to the fcc uh but if you hustle and and technology has really um removed a lot of the barriers i think to allow people that are talented to to be able to express themselves in multiple ways and and this includes me um i majored in journalism at university of georgia i know mm-hmm. you're uh Augusta state and tended winthrop and several other uh, uh performing arts uh schools right back in those days i mean you had to know somebody you had to have expensive equipment you had to it's just really equalized the playing field for me to be able to uh, to be able to podcast really anybody in the world could be listening right now right exactly and it also for actors or for uh, people that are in the entertainment industry because the main thing with that is you can go live facebook like i did earlier for the first time for the first time ever (laughs) (laughs) um which i guess i should do a little bit more often but the that's the great thing about social media and being out there um, and you can take your cell phone nowadays the camera is really great on them and you can actually create your own little footage your own little videos mm-hmm. um, you can create little shorts um, there's like boomerangs there's so many things creative outlets that you can do these days yeah well you've seen what the uh, the, the iPhone now has a whole uh, marketing campaign where I, I'm guessing that these are real uh, shorts that the, their users have used but they basically you know there's one where uh, a lady's the, the narrator and she's taking pictures of kind of Americana Mm -hmm. and saying that we're even though we're different we're more the same and it says this was by user you know 
Edith, Edith, Edna, or so, I don't know. I, sorry, Edna, if that's not your real name on there. <laughs> but I'm sure you can find it, you know, just in case you're listening and, and maybe copying this for your next production. But, uh, yeah, so that it's stuff like that that we're able to make professional-grade stuff and get it out to the masses with very little cost. Then, you know, um, the Because you have 4,000 Facebook friends. You have 16,000 on your uh, on your actor page. Right. And once you learn how to leverage that, you can really get a message out to a lot of people uh, in a cost-effective way. Right. And, you know, um, being an actor or being in the entertainment industry isn't just all about, you know, being on a set or, um, you know, getting your face out there. It's also getting messages out there. Um, it's also being a positive person in the industry mm-hmm. and letting... Um, um, I, you know, I think for us, uh, it's, it's to be a role model. There's so many, you know, uh, people that's out there in the entertainment uh-huh. industry that are not setting good examples for our young kids. Right. And I feel like that it is our responsibility to do that. Right. Well, and it's about uh, work ethic. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately, this election really uh, polarized the electorate and the results, which were uh, a surprise to many, including lots of Republicans. I mean, you went into the election that night and CNN had basically said, up, oh, Hillary's got it in the bag. The exit polls had uh, had said, nope, she's got this thing won. And, you know, my message for CNN would, would be that's what you get for having disgruntled tender matches and moderate vegans as your focus group. That's not exactly capturing America. And when you have it's, – it's, there's an old principle called Geico. It's garbage in, garbage out. It's If you're a computer science person, you'll remember that from, uh, from many years ago. But it basically says if you're collating information and it's not accurate, then you're going to be spitting out bad information, right? Well, definitely if you're getting the wrong information, you're going to spit it back out. And sure. a lot of times these things turn into self-fulfilling prophecies, mm-hmm. right? So CNN or MSNBC or Fox or any of these, you know, the the mainstream media, the MSM, if you will, they will create a narrative. And by them broadcasting their own narrative, their listeners and and their viewers will... That'll become their reality. It's called an echo chamber. And if you surround yourself with just like-minded people all the time, you really don't hear any outside opinions. And that, I think, has really impacted... uh, yeah, you know the the sense of Americans that we all we're all one country, but we don't. Really, it doesn't really feel like that sometimes, and especially not now after such a divisive election. Right, definitely. So when we were watching the results, when I uh, uh, I was working on a campaign, our campaign didn't um, it didn't work out the way we wanted, and was uh, at my friend's house watching the results come in, and I just kept on seeing the New York Times changing the odds of who was going to be president. When it started in the morning, New York Times had an 84% chance that our next president would be Hillary Clinton. By the time our results came in, which we were mostly in DeKalb County, or the People's Republic of DeKalb, as I like to refer mm-hmm. to it, they, they're not exactly timely on getting their um, results in. So we were there, and a lot of the electoral returns from the states like Florida, North Carolina, Michigan, Ohio, they had started to come in. And I saw posting from the New York Times that now all of a sudden Donald Trump has a 93% chance to win. And I almost dropped my phone. I was like, are you kidding me? And uh, it was just such a uh, just such a shock. Uh, the, the stock market's taken uh, an interesting turn. There's something going on called the Trump rally. Uh, the bond market's gotten hammered. Interest rates in the mortgage world are up uh, a half point literally in three days. And there's a lot of turmoil going on, obviously, with, the, uh, with Trump um, going to be talking about the uh, – 
his cabinet picks and his plans for his first hundred days. There's going to be a lot of stuff for this uh, this media, this machine that we have to glean on. And uh, I just it, we it, there's a Chinese philosopher saying, "May you live in interesting times." Now, when they said that, they didn't mean that in a good way. So I would uh, caution that we are living in interesting times, but let's try to make it a good thing. I think that everyone out there, I know that the election for you know a lot of people was shocking for some people. You know they're very they're celebrating, um, but the main thing is is we need to come together. All of us need to come together as a nation, and we need to pull together. Um, that's mm-hmm. our big thing. And you know, as far as the protesters go, um, I am not um, a person that really speaks out a lot mm-hmm. uh, regarding politics, but I do speak out against um, negativity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as far as the protesters go, um, you know, come on, we just need to you know all join together, like. Being negative and, you know, putting your comments out there as far as, you know, being negative is just not the way that we need to show other countries how the United States is. And we are the United States. You know, we're the land of the home, the the brave, and the free. And that's what we need to all keep in mind. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's why I always try to (laughs) to look at things through a a positive or optimistic perspective. Because it's never as bad. As it seems. Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody goes through life and we have our challenges. You probably Mm -hmm. grew up. Maybe you didn't get the role in the school play. I'm excited to be able to kind of talk (laughs) about, you know, the the struggle of somebody that doesn't always have, you know, you you don't always get the part. Right. Right, And it's the same in politics. You don't you don't always win the election or you don't always get the job or Mm -hmm. I'm in the mortgage business. My regular job and I've had deals where I've worked on them for a month and. You know, somebody will come along at the end and, and snag it and, and, and take it. And it's very frustrating at times, but you, you have to let the challenges um, give you a little bit of a, a reality check for confidence, but also challenge you to do better the next time. Right. That's exactly right. And as, as speaking back to like it to challenges, um, you know, a lot of times in the going back to the entertainment industry, you know, um, those that grow up, say, like, you know, being the son or the daughter mm-hmm. of, you know, someone that's already made it in the industry is so much easier for them. Whereas someone like me, you know, I've had to work and I've mm-hmm. had to work really hard. And, you know, I keep at it because not only is it my passion, but it is something that, you know, um, that I'm really good at and that I'm blessed with. And that, you know, God gives everyone, you know, their natural abilities and their natural talents. And it's just something that I feel like that is just it's my path in life. And I've tried to do other stuff. I've had, you know, W-2 jobs. And it just, (laughs) you know, it just, I kept kept with acting and that's been my thing yeah, you're more of a 5 a.m to 9 p.m worker not <laughs> nine to five right well actually I'm, I'm more like a 5 30 a.m to probably like 10 30 p.m wow. kind of person yeah very little time for sleep in this world i uh i've had uh, kind of several hobbies going on and in, in my life i like to do stand-up comedy is one of my uh, hobbies if you will and i was able to go out on saturday night and perform and act and it was right. in a very very left-wing liberal audience and you know i was able to throw a few digs at uh, at the election and the electoral process. Unfortunately, the, the crowd, they warmed up to me a little bit. <laughs> you always have to do some college football jokes first, because that'll only alienate a small little segment of people. <laughs> and then you can kind of dovetail to the, the meat of their performance. And some of it was untested. I mean, I... 
I uh, I like to be able to, to to post things on Facebook or Twitter and see if it's funny or not because it's it's easy to to type something up, put it out there, and your friends will like it. And now Facebook will let you do the ha ha or the crying. And sometimes I get the crying that lets me know it's not a funny joke. But <laughs> I uh, I'm normally able to test market some of the stuff. But I would say some of my material was um, the acronym NSFW, not safe for work. <laughs> so I didn't want to be That's posting that. Comedy, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right I well, I was about to tell you. We had my 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 act turned out to be pretty tame <laughs> compared to there was one guy that brought a guitar and basically played dirty limericks for ten minutes and I was <laughs> like all right I think I'm a little bit of an upgrade from that performance but uh, so uh, Melissa's got a ton of projects we're going to talk about uh, a few of them one of the the, the I guess I don't want to say funny but I just think it's such a it's such a, I guess, the show itself, Naked and Afraid. Oh, right. It's on National Geographic Channel. Uh, Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. And Discovery um, Channel. it's right next to Nat Geo on my Comcast. That's why I get them confused all <laughs> the time. Yeah, me. yeah. And this is a show that you definitely want to have HD TV for, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, everything's blurred out. Is so, it? You okay, know, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm sure the uh, the blur guy, that's what we call him. Yeah. The blur guy, I guess his oh, job that, there's is a literally, lot of fun. There's literally a guy that like has to blur out. All blurs the, everything oh. out. That is literally that's his job. And that's it seems like males are allowed to show a little bit more um, tush, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I wish that had been blurred out as well. But <laughs> well, you uh, watching yeah. the show for us, ladies? We're yeah. like, woohoo! Yeah, I was about to say. Apparently, you're able to talk a little bit about that. We've got to take our first break here in a second, but you'll be able to kind of tell us where yes. you were. Your show was a little bit delayed. I had initially reached out to you back in, uh, I guess, the spring about coming mm-hmm. on and kind of hyping up the show. It's been delayed a little bit uh, to the next season. I guess they're just constantly filming naked and afraid people running around the jungles and the woods and the deserts of the of the world. So I'll be intrigued, to, or I'm intrigued to figure out or find out where you were and whatever you can't talk about, just say, nope, can't talk. It's top secret. CIA, we, I could tell you that I'd have to kill you. So we'll make sure we cover that. We're going to go ahead and take our break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. You are listening to Greg's List. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. 
Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on America's Web Radio.com. Um, we're here with Melissa Lee Ellen. I'm saying that right. See, yeah. It took a little bit of practice. Ever, I want to say Lellen, but it's Lee Ellen. Lee okay. Ellen. So okay. it's it's definitely a southern name, Melissa Lee Ellen. Yeah. So you, you probably have, have a middle name it, too, though, don't you? you? You just have to do it in that like twang. <laughs> okay. Like Lee Ellen. Kind of like we can make one syllable words, two syllable words exactly. here in the South. That, that's what we do in the okay. South, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're pretty good. <laughs> Good at it, aren't we? I uh, I enjoy good old fashioned Southern accent. I'm I'm, I'm a native Atlantan, which is a rare uh, rare breed these days. To actually, be from here and have never left. And I was like, guys, Atlanta's had a million people for a long time. Do you think we just all moved because all these Yankees came down and took over our city? I don't think so. Uh, Melissa Lee Ellen, a lot of projects going on. Naked and Afraid is a show that has um, simultaneously entertained me yet horrified me. Um, <laughs> I think and, a lot of people. Yeah, and it's been. Uh, I was just. I don't. I don't know. You. What did you do without shoes, clothes, and makeup? Uh, um. Well, that's a good, great <laughs> question. Um. You know, it's actually funny because I just posted a video on my Facebook page. Yeah. And my Instagram, um, and it's really funny because in that particular uh, segment, I uh, there was water that was coming up to my shelter. I had a flood. Where and, were you now? Um, so I was in Central America. Okay. Um, so I was in between um, Panama City and uh, Colombia. So I was in that area. It was it's actually called the Darien Gap. So I was in kind of like that area. Okay. Uh, so basically what happened during that instance um, is I, I lost a little bit of hope for a moment. And I was like, you know, how can anyone stay positive when water is, you know, coming up to your shelter? You're about to flood down the river, you know, and how can anyone stay positive with no clothes? No, you know, no cell phone, no cell phone, no news, no Greg's radio. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I couldn't survive with just without a cell phone. You had nothing. I had nothing. So, I, you know, I didn't have the news every day. Um, I couldn't tune in to what was going on with my friends. I, I knew nothing. But honestly, it really didn't matter because what, what mattered for me was just the basic essentials, which mm-hmm. was water. Um, what was I going to eat that day? Mm-hmm. You know, um, was I going to get good sleep that night? Was uh, Puma going to attack me while I was sleeping? I mean, <laughs> you're laughing, but those are really, that you know, was... that's really what was going through my mind, you know, while I was on the show. Um, and, and when I came back is really when um, things hit me and I realized how important things are as simple as a grocery store right down Mm -hmm. the road or, you know, having gas in my car or being able to go somewhere or having clothes. The luxuries of of, of modern life, basically. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, the show really opened up a lot of things and people think whenever I tell them that, they're like, you are crazy. How? That's what, that's what what went through my mind. Like, you are a crazy person. I was, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's like, especially for, um, I I guess, uh, you're a bit of a fashionista, I would say. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just can't see somebody like you who's always plugged in and, you know, got the the high fashion going on and pretty wanting to keep abreast of everything kind (laughs) of happening. Being able to just say, nope, off with everything. Literally, I'm going to the jungle. Do they tell you where you're going 
Or do they just put you on a plane, give you Xanax, and say, hey, when you wait. I wish I had Xanax. <laughs> Come on, Discovery Channel. Where was that yeah, at? for real. A little red wine and Xanny. It's called the Bill Cosby Special. No, I'm kidding. No, oh my God. We're no. gonna, the censors are going to get me on that one. No, but uh, yeah, so they put you on the plane. They mm-hmm. say you're going somewhere. Yeah, I learned um, about a week and a half before I left okay. where I was going. So I was and you've able had to, to be, practice you've had to keep bit. this quiet for. I have um, since the, the preview episode came out March 6th of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only talk about actually what is on that preview okay. episode. Okay. But um, everything that I've said is basically what's on the preview episode. We're, so we're good. Okay. Um, good. But the, the main thing about Naked and Afraid and doing that experience is the actual experience that I got from it. And learning every single day what is important and what is not important. And at the end of the day, you know, your friends and your family. And, you know, when I saw them when I got back, you know, I mean, it, I was in tears. I was about to say, it must have been somewhat emotional. Yeah. Now, how long were you gone for the whole production? I can't okay. say. Okay. Um, it was between, the the entire production is 21 days. Okay. But I was gone one to 21 days. Okay. Um, Thanks for narrowing it down there. Tap out at any time <laughs> if you want to. Can you, like, you can literally leave? Yeah, you can. Okay. You can if, if something is going wrong, if you feel sick, if, you know. I was about to say, there's got to be, I mean, people that have, I mean, they're literally, I, I can imagine, dissenting and some of these horrible things have got to be making you guys are bringing back some stuff that we've eradicated yeah exactly <laughs> I mean and you know people are getting eat up you know with mosquitoes and bugs yeah. and malaria you know, must be snakes something and I was about to say you may leave the jungle but <laughs> malaria may be coming back with you <laughs> we, we try to keep that um, there yeah. wherever okay. we are we try to keep that there <laughs> yeah so you fly in you go you probably you have to land at some kind of airport and then they just put you in a truck and say you don't know where you are uh, okay. sort of okay. sort of Okay. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a little different. You kind Matt, of Matt Ridgway wants to know if you ate any snakes. Um, I can't say. Okay, um, <laughs> but um, there were definitely snakes there. I was in the jungle. Um, the one thing about the jungle, um, I don't know if you guys have been to a jungle before, but not voluntarily. Um, well, you should go. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> get rid of time, get rid of your clocks, get rid of your watches. Um, but you know, in the jungle, you, yeah. you don't see daylight. That is that's the one thing. The tree I, canopy is covering right. everything. Okay, right. So you're so far in the jungle, you you can't even see the sun. Okay, you know, I mean, um, that's one thing. Even if it's really warm outside the tree leaves, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know. What is it basically the same temperature all the time? Just yeah, because it kind of keeps in the yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much, pretty much. But um, as far as snakes, uh, there was definitely a lot of critters there. Um, there was. Um, in the preview episode, we did see a puma walking around. I don't know if did it was you see in any? My did you see? Were you? Were you? Did you see any cougars like at Johnny's Hideaway? <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> I was about to say you may run into a puma or a cougar there. You never know. So that's about that's the last time I interacted with a cougar was at Johnny's. So I uh, I like to live dangerously, if you will. So uh, yeah, the show it's um it it's a uh, it's a fascinating show. I think Survivor. is... Is kind of the the show that really kicked off a lot of these um, uh, reality. Survivor was one right. of the first. Rea- the real yes. world, obviously, MTV. That's known as the first reality show, mm-hmm. sure and is. that goes back to like 1988 or it something. Does. It's crazy how long we have used that medium. And what happened was uh, when there was a writer strike, when the screen actors um, went on strike back in, I guess, mid 2000. The network said, "You know what? We don't have any talent anymore." Was it the? It was the writers and the actors. I think the SAG basically went on strike, mm-hmm. and so what happened was they basically said, "You know what?" 
we're going to go all in on reality shows. Fox had a lot of the stupid ones like Married a Millionaire and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You're, the Discovery Channel went more the adventure routes, but basically they're able to produce these shows that get good ratings and they have very high profit margins. Right. And for the way that uh, ca- the cable news me- uh, medium and just cable uh, entertainment in general, you have 200 channels now. And so they can drill down exactly what kind of person is going to tune in to a show like Naked and Afraid? They can say Survivor was one of the highest rated shows ever. This was their their mm-hmm. thematic work. This is what they did. The, their very first one, they had that uh, Richard guy, and he was naked the whole time. And that they were like, this isn't really part of the show, Richard, but uh, okay. So, I mean, he... Well, I think a lot of MTV people were like that, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but MTV, by the time they went to the Las Vegas one, they were literally like, okay, we're going to be like Melrose Place, but more skin, right? <laughs> So, so that had happened, but uh, you know the the talent, in my opinion, in Hollywood has moved from the movies Mm -hmm. to television, and certainly the HBOs, the stars, the uh, the Cinemax, all those series now that basically you can do everything you can do in movies, but you have a whole twelve episode season to be able to 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 build the character, to develop the relationships, to to go into a, a, a really complicated extended plot. Uh, right now, HBO has Westworld going on. I've got some friends. I tried. I watched the first couple episodes of it. I couldn't get into it, but now they're on like episode seven, and the people that have like stuck with the program, they're doing the same things that Walking Dead people after season two were every Sunday night. Like, oh my God, <laughs> West, you know, doing the OMG acronym, Westworld, blah, blah, blah. So right. we, we've seen a um, an evolution, I guess, in Hollywood, and uh, and a lot of it is because you're, you're producing movies here in Georgia now. You know, actually, any given or month, t- or TV, yeah, any given month, there is between thirty to forty television shows and movies being filmed here in Georgia. That's amazing. Um, and you know, most of it is here in Atlanta, the outskirts of Atlanta. Um, I actually have an audition this weekend for a new movie that um, I'm going up for the lead. You so. really cool, right? Yeah. Now, is this a like a Hollywood production? Like? Uh, I can't say okay. anything yet. I know Hollywood oh, rules. One of these days, we're gonna. Yeah, it's almost like you know with these shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Uh, they, you know, you don't know if the relationship works out because they go on some extended hiatus for sixty <laughs> days afterwards. I, right. I was a delegate to the uh, convention in Cleveland this past summer, and I saw all these people taking pictures with this. The guy was a tall, handsome guy, and so I was, I'm not quite as tall or quite as handsome, but I, I went, introduced myself to him. I had no idea who he was. And it turns out he was somebody um, on The Bachelor or maybe The Bachelorette. Let me think. I wonder. I don't. I think he's on The Bachelorette, but he was one of the final two competitors. He was a farmer from mm-hmm. Iowa. Yeah. I don't know if you watch the show, but anyway, he's pretty famous. Some of it. Okay. Yeah. Some of it. Sorry <laughs> you're, guys. You're, Sorry uh, guys who love. Yeah. You, you, know, ju- the you, you just. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say you. You clearly weren't watching it in the jungle. But anyway, he's a very nice guy, <laughs> and you know, I got to talk about to him, and I said, I, I guess not to be an ass, but clearly the relationship didn't work out, and he started chuckling. But then he said, Yeah, you he. By the time you get to that stage mm-hmm. of it, he did have some feelings for the girl. Now, right. I can assure you guys, it's easy to fall in love with somebody when all you do is take helicopter trips around you the Louvre. Know, exactly. You know, I was actually speaking with one of my girlfriends about that, and I'm like, okay, so their dates are so unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, 
Okay, so if a guy was taking me with champagne bottles, first of all, ton of champagne. Yeah. Um, second of all, in a helicopter, you know, to um, the Brave Stadium, yeah. let's just say, for example, yeah. since it's local. You know, and, or Stone and, Mountain, right? You know, right. I mean, something like that. And then my name was in lights over, you know, the dugout, and we ate on the picnic table. And he was a pretty I mean, pretty handsome guy, pretty articulate. You're probably going to fall for a little for him, right? You know, I'm just saying, <laughs> that kind of date, guys, I mean... <laughs> You know, hey, yeah. pick so me up basic, basically, from <laughs> Melissa Ellen's, uh, Lee Ellen's uh, ideal first date helicopter, Braves game, lights in the dugout. We're coming up on our 2.30 break here, folks. We, uh, I have a friend of mine, a fraternity brother from University of Georgia, that's been out fighting the, uh, the good fight in LA for a long time. He's been in a bunch of, uh, uh, TV shows and some movies. He's been in Two Broke Girls, which is uh, still going. It's one of the funnier shows that I've actually I actually watch that every now and then, especially when my friend is in it. I do West. too. Actually, the, I, I think I it's do. a cool show. I, I like that show. Um, you know, and I actually heard something about it today from someone, and they said that you know it's a little racy, but I actually um, actually like the show. Yeah, I, we need we need we need racier stuff yeah. that doesn't just go purely on cable. We're going to go ahead and take our two thirty break here, folks. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in a minute on Greg's List. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy, no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center... We specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism. I'm going to have to put a little mic on you to hush you. I go on, <laughs> uh, I go on NPR on Fridays on Second Thought, and uh, I'm usually kind of the token conservative on the show. And I will say the Celeste and, and, and folks have really um, uh, broadened their uh, focus group a little bit more, but um, they'll sometimes cut me off. They're, it's uh, it's at their, the Georgia Public Broadcasting Studio down off of 14th Street, and they have um, – the the microphone is attached to something and it'll say if I guess if you're going to cough you can you know hit it and it'll mute you temporarily right. so you don't have this hot mic thing I think we found out during the election that uh, you know NBC is pretty damn good at holding out hot mic tapes for eleven years <laughs> thanks to Billy Bush and Donald Trump but uh, you know that's um I guess that's another fear is anytime you're in a studio now. Um, any kind of hot mic can catch you. So this usually hurts politicians more than actors and actresses. I can um, I can guess sometimes, though, if you're listening to a director's hot mic and they're like, I really hate Angelina Jolie. You know, and that goes right. live. TMZ is going to uh, really manipulate the hell out of it. You talked a little bit earlier about this legacy thing, and it, it actually does exist mm-hmm. in the world of politics a lot more um, – I would say than even in Hollywood. If right. you look uh, here, the Democrats had uh, Jason Carter and Michelle Nunn run for governor and Senate in 2014, and both of them were legacies. J- Jimmy Carter was uh, president back in 77 to 1980, and then Sam Nunn was uh, a senator in Georgia back in, I guess it was the 80s and 90s. But, you know, their children ended up running, and they had the name ID and the respect kind of from the party. But if you look at people 45 years old, they, they weren't even alive to vote. Um, you know, for their parents. So you run the risk of being this kind of, uh, you know, inherited candidate. I know in uh, in Hollywood, I believe Angela, jo- jo- John Voigt is her dad, right? Right, yes. Okay. Yeah. So in Hollywood, basically, they, they changed their names. Emilio Estevez is Martin Sheen's son. Right. And Charlie Sheen, obviously, is the other son. I think they even have another one over there. But basically, you know, Hollywood, they almost go out of their way to change their names. They do. In, po- in politics, they're like, no, no, uh-huh. I'm a nun. I'm a mm-hmm. carter. I'm, I'm a whatever. Yeah, and I'm they, a bush. I'm a whoever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Ex- excellent point there. And in, in, in the future, I'm a Trump. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, he's got four or five kids. All of them are, you know, that's one of the cool things is there's now a young male back in the White House. This has not happened since JFK. That That's a pretty historic thing because uh, him and uh, Melania. 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 See, you're, I'm, I'm the politi- politics guy. You're the one who got the name right. You speak a little Serbian, I guess. but. <laughs> No, well, Slo- you got Lee Ellen right, Slo- so we're, yeah, we're Slo- half yeah. battle. I, I'd rather speak Southern than Slovenian. But, uh, <laughs> so that's going to be pretty cool. I think that that will be able to distract the media a little bit. It's just the photogenic aspect of them. And Donald Trump, obviously, has had a career in the spotlight mm-hmm. uh, as the producer and star of The Apprentice. So he certainly knows his way around the cameras. And a lot of the Republicans say that he was able to kind of manipulate the Republican media, and he was able to beat out 16 candidates. So I think we are seeing a marriage uh, between entertainment and politics, and it is illustrated 100% by our new president-elect. So I say give him a chance, guys. Um, clearly, you know anybody that's been leaning to the right was, was anti-Hillary. Never Hillary has turned from a slogan into a reality. 
<laughs> it's a fact now. Uh, I'm, we've got our friend Wes McGee calling in. I wanted to be able to have him be able to chat with uh, Melissa and, and talk a little bit about the business and the challenges. And uh, I just really think there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit in people that are hustling to be part of the the media industry, uh, part of acting, part of modeling, the whole gamut, basically, that technology has really enabled a lot more people to participate in. So I'm going to go ahead and put my headphones on now so we can listen to my friend Wes calling from, I guess Los Angeles would be right. <laughs> that is right. Wes, uh, welcome back to Greg's. So you're on the show. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, what's up, buddy? It's a little, a little, uh, it's a little light. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, cool. I basically am licking the microphone now, but, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you being able to call in on a little bit of uh, short notice, but uh, the uh, my guest here is Melissa. Melissa, meet Wes. Wes, meet Melissa. Hi, Wes. How are you? Great, Melissa. How are you this, I guess, afternoon over there? Yeah, over here. I actually lived in L.A. for four years, so I'm very, very familiar. Oh, cool. Um, nice. So, so you're a, I don't know anybody's history except for Greg's right now, so you're, you're a you're a Georgian, as I suppose. Yeah, I'm originally from South Carolina, but um, I lived in I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I moved to LA and lived there for about four years, and Got now it. I'm back in Atlanta. Yeah, you never ask a woman her age, but I would guess uh, Wes, you and Melissa are pretty close in age. I'm I would be the 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 old man in this uh, equation here, as I've uh, eclipsed the the forty year mark. But uh, yeah, both hey, of y'all you ki- both of y'all kind of remind me. You know, both have had success. Uh, Melissa was on uh, an episode of Naked and Afraid, which is obviously a reality show, not the Libertarian Party convention from May, <laughs> and her episode's <laughs> coming out <laughs> uh, next year in the spring. And I know. You've been finding a lot of success uh, hustling with Two Broke Girls and uh, NCIS and some of those. And just, um, you know, to give us an update on, on some of the challenges you've had and, and how much work it is, whether you can rely on an agent or if it's got to be you making the phone calls. Tell us a little bit about uh, your experience out in L.A. Yeah, and as far as, like, an agent goes, it, it, it's all about who you know. Um, because if you're not able to get into an agency that's, that who they know, you're not getting in anywhere. Even though you can you can sign with a very low level agency, and if that agency doesn't have any connections, you got an agent, but you're not getting out. Okay. You know? So, um, but I, I signed with a guy. He's actually uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's old agent here recently, and um, at Halcyon Talent, and it's been it's been pretty good. I've been getting in for some really great stuff. But if, yeah, if you don't have that particular type of of uh, in the know type of agents, and that's not going to happen for you. But um, you know, as far as the challenges go, I have to make my own work. Like tonight, I'm actually doing a uh, a Shakespeare performance at a uh, at a bar. It's the kind of Shakespeare company that's really cool. We want to do it at a bar because sometimes when people say, "Hey, let's go and watch some Shakespeare," no one gets excited about that. <laughs> you know, no one, no one's like, "Yeah, let's go see Shakespeare. That'd be great." <laughs> Most of the time. It's like you know, high, high school drama clubs or just a bunch of yeah. um, community Or they, you know, remember they had Shakespeare in the park? Now we have Shakespeare in the bar, right? <laughs> in the bar, you know? <laughs> exactly. So the company I'm a part of, they're just really trying to step out of the, um, the theater. They've actually promised not never to do Shakespeare in a theater because it's just freaking boring. You know, yeah. you have it in a bar, you have a few drinks, it's going to be exciting. But yeah, it's just part of the thing of like going out there and, and making my own work and, and um, all the connections I'm making and uh, then sending it over to someone who might have 
the ability to push it open for me like an agent or a manager, and that's that's the challenge is making sure that I'm on consistently putting out myself out there on a daily basis, you know. Yeah, now are you, on some of these shows that you've been on, do you get any kind of royalties when they're put on? Obviously, NCIS, I think, is the top watch show. I think Walking Dead might be a little bit more, but after the first episode where they killed Glenn, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> Walking Dead may be down a few viewers, but, uh, you know, like NCIS, because they'll, I mean, basically USA Network, when they do their NCIS marathons, you will go through four seasons in about four days with that, so do you get yeah. any kind of royalty or any kind of i guess retirement plan for how you guys operate yeah actually yes okay. uh but the the terminology is is residuals Res- okay i and, like that um <laughs> the residuals are great and when, you, when you first start off getting your first residual you're going to get the exact same amount of money you got paid to do the show which um is usually a very handsome sum of money so um <laughs> I know the first time it shows, you don't get the residual, but the second time it shows in prime time, I know there's this like weird scale on how they have they give you the money and it just gets less and less over time. But yeah, I still got get like uh, eighty seven dollars here, ninety five dollars here for the NCIS <laughs> that I did probably I guess probably the last time I talked to you about four or five years yeah. ago. Yeah. And then uh you know, I just did another one, N C I S New Orleans and um yeah, that residual situation can be really great. Especially I did a movie Steven Spielberg movie called Bridge of Spies and oh yeah and some yeah and you know just a smaller part but the thing is it's like I had a, a week contract a weekly contract role on that as a principal performer and um, the residuals you'll see on that are you know hey, yeah because that's I one that I believe is hitting um, like HBO and uh, I was on pay per view recently in fact that was on one of the I was went to Italy in July and I believe that was on the uh, the, the airplane and the airplane seemed to get the movies first. It's so weird how they've completely changed. Uh, obviously, with Blockbuster Video going out, they no longer have these massive sums of money for Blockbuster to get the movie 28 days in advance. Because I back in the old back in Athens, I used to work at that Blockbuster Video. I hope you don't remember that. I'm reminding everybody, but uh, I I remember back then we would get asked, "Are you guys going to start having Blu-rays?" And uh, you know, me being the great te- technological uh, prognosticator, I was like, "No." Oh, that's a fad. That'll go away. We're going to be using VHS tapes forever, baby. Yeah, it's like it's like Beta Man, Beta Max. Yeah, going. yeah, it's like eight tracks coming back. <laughs> no. Yeah. What's so funny is there's actually been a resurgence in uh, cassette uh, cassette tapes. Uh, huh. Interestingly enough. That sounds per- kind of perverse. The last time I saw one, I pretended I was Indiana Jones on an archaeological expedition. You know, I had that and the the Holy Grail, and I was like, "Which one's older?" You know? <laughs> you just don't just don't don't drink out of the cassette. I yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, now probably yeah. the Grail I had it really wasn't the Holy Grail. It was from Quick Trip actually, and I think it had a little leftover Seven Up in it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, yeah, I bled a little in it. <laughs> yeah. It was Cherry 7-Up, right? But, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. so the Bridge of Spies, and that's something that, and once that hits, that, that'll get on TNT, that'll get on FX, that'll get on all of the, uh, and, that, and hell, that'll be a three-hour damn movie by the time they put all the commercials in there. So I can, it's like Lord of the Rings. When you watch it on TNT, it's like five hours long. I, mm-hmm. I actually have a version where they've cut out all the hobbits. It really shortens that thing down. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just Ian McClellan walking around with a stick yelling. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. It's basically Gandalf and then a bunch of orcs. I, it's a, it's okay. Okay, listen, I made a kind of a uh, a, a fanboy movie out of it. But, uh, all right. Well, listen, we're gonna have to take a, a little bit of a break here. But when I when we get back, and I'm gonna open it up to both of you guys, I want to hear about George's impact on the market because I I think I drunkenly messaged Wes a few months ago and I was like you should come back to the land it's awesome here <laughs> I said it in that redneck voice too but he was like nah I've got yeah, it pretty good I, I heard it that way too so. did you hear it did you hear it in, in, in southern good because that, that's how it came out I was it was like I knew he was still up I think it was like 2am but I was like it's only 11 there he's up <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so that we had kind of bantered a little bit about Georgia. But now that I'm not as drunk, um, more just kind of a light buzz right now, uh, wanted to see and hear from Melissa as well, because obviously, in in my opinion, and I've met a lot of actors uh, in Atlanta, just, you know, hanging out at hotel bars or the strip club or wherever. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the male strip club. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, we're going to take our uh, break here. We'll be back with Wes McGee from Los Angeles and Melissa Lee Ellen is live with us in the studio today. Feel free to tweet at me at Gregslist Live if you have any questions. Be back in a minute on Gregslist. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
And welcome back to Greg's This Live, the home of serious journalism, only on America's Web Radio.com. You're listening to us. We're a week out of the most important election of your life. I'm kidding. They always say that. So trust me, two years from now, guess what? It'll be the most important election of your life. We're uh, chatting today. We're lightening up the, the, uh, the spirits a little bit, although I do like to keep uh, a little bit of a focus on uh, economic interests and, um, I guess, entrepreneurial spirit. And right now, we're we're kind of talking about the acting and the entertainment business. Uh, Melissa Leellen here has got a modeling business that she's just getting started as well. She's got to be a little bit of a, of a mogul. Wes McGee is a, a talented actor uh, based out of Hollywood, but uh, been on some recent shows in CIS New Orleans, which uh, that must have been fun. Was, was that actually on site? Do y'all film in New Orleans? Yeah, that was New Orleans. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I love going down there. It's one of my most favorite cities, and they just have a, a full full stage working today they have so much film stuff going on down there or at one point they did they're actually starting to lose it now that we're they have actually segue yeah. yeah. Well, and that was the thing, Melissa. You've been traveling a lot as well. You do a lot of marketing appearances. Mm-hmm. I know you're up in Boston. You go to Miami, and it's like, I mean, you literally are actually working when you're at these exotic right. locales. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I did a tour for McDonald's through New England, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York. McDonald's, the uh, health food store. Yeah. You know, super healthy chain. <laughs> Who we all eat at, right? <laughs> Breakfast all day, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, marketing, acting, it's all the same yep. thing. Marketing, a commercial is marketing. Mm-hmm. So when you're acting for a commercial, you are marketing. Yep. You're marketing their product. Yeah, and you've done, I've uh, on your um, your sizzle reel, I think that's what they, is that what they call it? Uh, yeah, like your demo reel, your yeah. sizzle reel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've uh, got a lot of voices that you can do, and you've shown uh, a pretty good breadth of, of, of acting where you can be kind of the infomercial girl, call now, the <laughs> Um, right. The, the sultry talk show host. Right. Uh, what you're doing now, clearly it's well, act, hello. right? Hello. <laughs> but uh, so, Wes, Thank when you. I was drunkenly messaging you about how great Georgia was, um, <laughs> you probably realize that Georgia has picked up. In fact, we're third in the world in production now. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of impact? And I'll let you both chime in. But Wes, you can go first. What what impact has that had for uh, folks in LA? Have they have they had to basically move here on the weekends some, or has it been Oh, there's just a lot more production going on, so the pie is just bigger. Oh, now, uh, I've had several friends just leave L.A. and move to Atlanta, and they've been there for four or five years now, mm-hmm. reaping it and being like, don't tell anybody else to come. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, but it is it is significant, significant. I was actually at United Talent, uh, a very large agency, UTA, uh, doing a table read the other day, and... You know, one of the agents were sort of cracking, cracking some jokes, and because uh, they were thinking about doing this film that we were doing the table read for in Georgia, and he's like, "What? Great! <laughs> they'll just do that, so I can keep losing money." Because, <laughs> What's well, the tax incentive? Yeah, well, yeah, the tax uh, incentive exactly. Yeah, we but have, his, but his artists are all based in LA, and mm-hmm. if his LA artists aren't working, it's probably a Southeast representation that's getting the money. So he's getting people are pissed, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know a lot of the agencies here in Atlanta are reaping now. And it's funny because if you went back four or five years ago here in Atlanta, um, there was maybe one or two, mm-hmm. you know, big talent agencies. Now you go through and you do a search for talent agencies here in Georgia. You know, I mean, 15 will pop up. 
So definitely yeah. a lot more. Now, have the unions, um, I know it, very typical in the South, that's why we've gotten so much of the auto industry because we're not unionized. And I know the Screen Actors is kind of a union. There's also a union for um, the camera workers and kind mm-hmm. of the crew members. Um, you know, is, does that have an impact that we're kind of a right-to-work state or does their union card, uh, do, do we accept them here, do, Melissa? Yeah, you, yeah, you, definitely. Okay. Um, SAG, Screen Actors, uh, you know, I'm SAG here in it. In Georgia, uh-huh. you know, in LA, it's it's um, it's the same thing okay. throughout the you know United States. Wes, is that yeah. what you've experienced too? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the Screen Actors Guild covers any any production that's under the Screen Actors Guild um, contract using the uh, SAG members. Mm-hmm. It's just universal. It's global. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's it doesn't matter if you're in whatever state. Um, the great thing about Georgia, I feel like for a lot of actors, though, is if you are in um, in SAG, you are still getting those SAG rates. However, the cost of living is a lot lower here in Georgia than it is, say, in California. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and I had a studio apartment in California, and I was spending two thousand dollars a month. <laughs> I am not doing that here in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, two thousand a month here gets you a house on the uh, the, the pond of Lake Lanier, thanks to our drought. But uh, right. yeah, so um, yeah, I've uh, I met some folks um, that are working on a lot of projects. Just really going out in Decatur has turned into quite a picturesque location. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really you can get to the mountains pretty easy. Atlanta, with the magic of Hollywood, can be made to look like New York sometimes. Oh, that, uh, definitely, right? Definitely, yeah. yeah. We actually have there's a lot here in Atlanta, and it has. Um, cabs from New York City, uh, you know, <laughs> and you will go buy it, and you'll be like, "Whoa, New York cab!" Yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, clearly that, a, a production. It's production, yeah. you know. So yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, we've um, our tax credits here are, have been very generous. We've taken a lot of business. North Carolina used to do a lot of tax credits. Florida is yep. trying to kind of follow our lead. Florida obviously has Miami and Disney World and um, some other pretty, uh, I guess, scenic areas. That is always going to have a, you know, a natural uh, proclivity for it. But um, you know, with our tax credits, basically, I think it's a twenty percent credit, and this is a credit for costs, and that lets them. Um, basically have their labor costs cut down significantly. I actually met producers of the movie Barbershop 3. Yes, they made a, uh, a sequel and a third one. And they said they were going to film it in Chicago, but when they uh, factored in the tax credits here, it literally saved them $3 million. Mm-hmm. And this is on yes, a... I think it's 35%, Greg. 35 yeah. Well, if you put the peach at the end, which says made yep. in Georgia, it's literally all you have to do yep. is put the peach at the very end of the trailers, uh, the credits. Nobody's watching by that time anyway unless you're trying to make out with your your girlfriend or something and oh my god there's a peach but uh, that's oh, yeah. a, that's worth an extra 10 or 15 percent and yeah. so wow. it cut the cost down for barbershop three from 20 million dollars to 16 million dollars and for a fairly small that's a very small budget these mm-hmm. days that's a that's a that's how much marketing can you buy with four million extra dollars right? oh yeah i mean right. A lot of uh, that's why a lot of films and productions are being filmed there. Um, I don't know if you know, but uh, MacGyver mm-hmm. is being filmed here right now. They're doing a reboot of uh, MacGyver oh, yeah, from the nineteen yeah. eighties. It's on Friday night, so it ain't going anywhere. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, still, I was in it. Yeah. So. Oh, were you? Oh my god! I just, yeah. I just insulted Episode five, my... which oh. just already aired. But. Oh, <laughs> I just insulted Deadly Crimson here. Wes, uh, it, it, one of Melissa's other projects is she's developing a a comic book character named Deadly Crimson. I want to let you talk about uh, Miss Crimson here. I did uh, Google Deadly Crimson. There's actually a book called...
called that. So I think your it's, first project with Deadly Crimson should be to eliminate that. <laughs> exactly. It's totally different genre, totally different <laughs> thing. We're we're not the same thing. Um, Crimson, she is a she's a she's an awesome character because she's going to be the next superhero. However, um, actually, I had um, someone on Facebook ask me, uh, Matt. Um, asked me if um, Matt Ridgway actually if Crimson was a good girl or a bad girl uh-huh. um, and the best way I, de- I can describe her is she starts off as a very bad girl. I like um, her already. You do not right. like her. <laughs> she is an assassin with superhuman abilities and she From would... Alabama? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's <laughs> an <laughs> Alabama ninja. <laughs> <laughs> She's from LA, lower Alabama, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> she goes to LA, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that's a project you've got. Uh, I know right. you had a good meeting and, and some productions moving mm-hmm. forward. And that angel investors was a phrase. I, I heard. do. Um, I'm actually working with Diamond, which is the largest co- comic book distributor that's out there. Um, we are moving forward. It will be out in shelves by January. That we're is looking at. that is awesome. And obviously, the graphic novel. Do they? Is it a comic book or a graphic novel? It's going to be. Uh, it's picked up as six issues. Okay. So okay. So that'll is, be. It, okay. is, it will be a comic book. Okay, cool. Well, yep. That's neat. Yeah. Wes, what you got going on your horizon, my friend? Uh, currently writing a film myself based upon the, um, the you know, at one point I-95 was called the Cocaine, uh, cocaine Corridor. Yes. Right? Are you sure you're familiar with of that? Of course. Miami to New um, York, baby. Yeah. You know, get that coke to New York real quick. <laughs> but, uh, you know, during that time, uh, in the early 80s, they started cracking down on, on a lot of um, a lot of people who were shipping or running the drugs mm-hmm. started going into smaller towns like uh, in, in Georgia and in North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. like uh, Statesboro or Lincoln, account, Lincoln, Georgia or Washington, Georgia. And mm-hmm. it started to affect a lot of the stuff that was happening in the rural, in those rural areas and mm-hmm. the economics and uh, uh, health issues. All these things started to happen because of the drug trade started to sprawl out like that. Right. And uh, there's, some, there's some stories I have. That, that were act, that actually happened in Lincoln, Georgia, that I'm writing about, and it was basically about my, my stepfather. He he heard a Cessna plane um, land out near uh, the back of his field. They're out there in the middle of nowhere, and he goes and checks to see if it uh, if anyone got hurt because he was a dentist. Mm-hmm. And there's like three or four F-150 pickups with their headlights pointing towards the Cessna, bailing out big white. Bales of whatever. So basically, you know. as the drug runners crashed the plane, and they were able to send out an APB and say, "Hey guys, we're here in uh, Greensboro, <laughs> right, Lincoln." Right. So, so is this is this yeah Lincoln? So this sounds or Lincolnton? That's over near Augusta, actually. So yeah. you probably are familiar exactly. with that. But uh, exactly. so Wes, you're, this is going to be a documentary, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm having to, to test everything. It's a very hands-on project. Cool. Well, I'm excited no, about no, that. This is not documentary. This is this. I'm actually writing a storyline. Okay. Uh, okay, but you're basing it. You're basing it on a true story. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like Narcos, but yeah, cool. it's just the, the storyline is so intriguing, the real one that I'm able to like really expound and make a great story That's from awesome. it. All right, well, Wes McGee out in Los Angeles doing big things in CS uh, New Orleans, LA. And two broke girls, one of the best comedies going on. Thank you for calling in, and we obviously obviously want to thank our uh, our co-host today, a co-host extraordinaire, entrepreneur, <laughs> mogul. I think is the descriptor. <laughs> Deadly Crimson herself, Melissa Lee Ellen, was here. Thank you for coming in today. We enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we'll have the uh, podcast up uh, a little bit later. Replay will be on tonight at six p.m., three p.m. West Coast time. And thank you guys for listening. I want you guys to to come on back if this was your first time listening to the show. 
Uh, we do talk a lot about uh, politics and e- economics, but I try to make it entertaining for you, try to make you laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. and I, I really want you guys to come on back. I'm on every um, Tuesday at 2 p.m. So we'll see you next week on Greg's List. Oh. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.